yeah, there's so much about uh, modern modern culture that just feels like there's uh, there's a dearth of resources for anything that is like necessary or you know even like I, I don't know because it's like there's stuff you mentioned like like food and maybe like clothing, agricultural equipment, but also it's just like we need a lot of uh, brain power being dedicated to stuff like climate change and oh, yeah. like you know the futures of food production and water safety and like all the stuff where it's like, you know, it, uh, it feels like there's barely even anyone who cares about solving the problem, let alone like finding any kind of creative solution or like agreeing on how to implement a solution. Uh, well, it's just like, like brain power dedicated to nonsense like this. And, and everybody, at least in the United States, uh, who's like got an idea for how to work on climate change, for instance, is just running like some bullshit startup. They're just like, we yeah. promise to plant a billion redwoods by 2092. And it's just like, with your help, <laughs> we can send a customized gift box to everybody who signs up for the Kickstarter. And it's just like, you know, I I, I don't think that that stuff is really going to help uh, very much. Uh-huh. And um, it's it's like fun to have cute little trinkets and shit. But like, also, it'd be nice if like the trinkets were democratized too. Like if they weren't $60,000 <laughs> items, like what whatever mm-hmm. happened to like, you know, fun shitty collectibles you know we were talking about pet rock or whatever oh yeah (laughs) pet rock was a great one i remember seeing pet rocks on tv and being like people actually buy these and my my dad Mm -hmm. was like well they're saying on tv that they buy them and i was like i can go outside i went outside and i got a rock i drew Mm -hmm. a face on him and i was like boom pet rock done and done yeah we're nailing this Yeah, and I feel like that's like some kind of marketing person would be like, well, the fact that you even wanted to make one and you called it a pet rock means that uh, <laughs> we still are occupying that brand identity space. And uh, so it's really still a win for us. I, there's, I mean, like <laughs> That's happening recently where isn't there some kind of like Grimace Shake challenge, mm. which is like buy the Grimace Shake and then pretend that it's an eldritch horror that, uh, that killed you. Because um, <laughs> it was sort of funny because there was like a tweet about it that I saw that was like, it's so crazy that McDonald's created the they're trying to make like a a grimace shake birthday celebration and now people on TikTok have turned it into a some kind of horror movie idea and uh a lot of people were like it's going to be funny when zoomers figure out how marketing works and realize yeah. that like a lot of people working for McDonald's wanted people to make TikToks out of it like the idea that a company would ever have any any negative feelings towards a trend that involves you buying their product is like oh no you're you're not quite up to date on like how nefarious all this stuff is in terms of like how astroturfing stuff on the internet works. Well, or just like, it's not even like that deep. It's just like, it, you could hate something as long as you're talking about it. Like, uh-huh. you know, when fucking fallout boy was super fucking popular and everybody was like, Oh, I love fallout boy. Or was like, I can't believe they're on the radio. They're the worst band in the world. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. Obviously both of those groups of people were contributing to their success. Cause like yeah. if you have a if if you have a good chunk of the population that hates something and a good chunk of the population that really likes something, even if the rest of the population is ambivalent about it, that is a recipe mm-hmm. for it to be all over the place in about zero seconds flat. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I feel like the the chunk that loves it or even likes it doesn't have to be very big at all. I feel like in at least in America, you can get pretty far on like almost pure hatred. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of reality TV operates on that principle. Like, I don't know. I've never actually watched the Real Housewives of anything, but I feel like sure. Real Housewives or like Jersey Shore type shows is, uh, it's almost like a car crash where it just like invites you in and you're like, watch this like absurd spectacle. Like, watch these insane people 
Like, aren't they crazy? Aren't they doing the most insane shit? Because that was kind of the vibe I remember when Jersey Shore first became a thing is that a lot of people were like, it's so crazy because there are these dumb people on the Jersey Shore. They're like these dumb, like, greaseball Jersey people just partying and they're so stupid. And uh, it just like, it's sort of gradually you you watch it and then you're like, oh, I actually kind of like them now. Like, it doesn't take much <laughs> to like be exposed to something that you think will be stupid. Uh, it's it sort of like, I think Bryn, Bryn talks about this a lot, that it's like, there's no way to do something ironically. Like if you're doing something, then yeah. you're doing it. And you're you can't, it. you could, you can call it whatever you want, but uh, I, the, the, the amount of irony you're feeling in your brain or like deciding that you're applying to the act is kind of irrelevant because you're still choosing to do it. Well, and it's also like, I mean, that's absolutely true. I've long said that like, you can't ironically enjoy something. Like if you think mm-hmm. Push the Little Daisies by Ween is a fun song to listen to because it's funny mm-hmm. and jokey and he sings bad on it and blah, blah, blah. Turns out you actually like that song. You love it. <laughs> You've been singing along to it. We all know what's going on. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, same with like the Pokemon theme song or Power Rangers or whatever. Like, <laughs> there's no irony. Those are good songs. You like them. Yeah, um, they're fun. But the other thing that I think is going on, especially in American culture, although this could be a problem around the world, I'm not really sure how endemic this is to the human condition. but we're inculcated and taught uh, socially that we hate a lot of things. Mm-hmm. We're just like, you don't like this. You don't like that. And, and, and even if it is something that we initially showed an aversion to, getting told over and over again, well, you don't like that, you know, that becomes a part of your personality and a part of your identity. But I think the real truth of the matter is, is that there's a vanishingly small amount of things in this world that human beings don't, that genuinely don't like in any register, like mm-hmm. food you don't like, behaviors of other people that you don't like, words, uh, sounds, smells, whatever. There's a weird joy in every single one of those. And when you when you see somebody who's like, oh, I like the smell of ammonia, actually. I love cleaning. I, I like when it burns my <laughs> nostrils. Like, yeah. even if you're like, oh, that sounds horrible, you can kind of understand because maybe you're a person who eats 25 olives straight out of the fridge, or maybe you're a person who takes a bite out of a lime when they're cutting mm-hmm. up limes or whatever your thing is where it's like, I, this sensory information is putting me on overload in a way that I'm sure would be torture to plenty of people, but I actually mm-hmm. love it. And it's just like, I think for most people, 80 to 90% of the things they think they hate Actually, they just have a fixation on. And I bet Mm -hmm. if you let enough time go by, it would turn out you actually love those things. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like you can see it pretty clearly when you look at stuff like different cultures, foods, where there's like a lot of it is arbitrary. And Mm -hmm. I feel like every culture has some kind of food that they really love that most a lot of other cultures would look at and be like, that seems really gross. Like if you don't grow up eating shellfish, then you're like, they Mm kind of look like bugs. If you uh, aren't into like oh. weird fermented food, then it's like any. I feel like that's like often like the one of the biggest mm-hmm. ones is like isn't there some kind of like rotten shark fin soup they eat in like Sweden or something where it's like this fermented like really intense kind of oh yeah fish soup that like if you're not from there it just like seems horrifying. I think there's there's certainly a shark fin soup of some kind. I know there's also a lutefisk, which is mm-hmm. like Maybe a bottom a bottom feeding fish that they soak in lye for like a really long time. And then they clean it off and cook it and eat it. Uh, yeah. And it just feel like, like anything, like anything can be a food that is like, ends up being considered a delicacy what? with like the right framing and the right, like getting used to it. 
or even not even a delicacy necessarily like a big american thing is peanut butter and jelly sandwiches but my understanding mm-hmm. is that like outside of the u.s that's not really much of a thing people don't yeah, really they're that. like you put peanut butter and jelly on a sandwich isn't it so sweet 